1: <laughs> See, I told you we got to do it every single time. It gets the energy going. It gets gotta the have energy that brand. rocking. That's right. That's right. It is That's a it. brand. It is a brand, and it's our brand. So I, I share the story every once in a while, but uh, the my main coach from my coaching, coaching organization, we had him on the show, and I mean, pretty big. Company. I mean, they do coaching agents for like 250,000 different agents that they've coached over time. Anyways, I had him on the show and we did that. And he's, he's like, You guys do that every show? That's terrible. <laughs> like, that's our brand, dude. That's it. That's it. That's our thing. Terrible, corny, weird, whatever. It gets our energy going, right, Facebook? We love it. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's start off with our uh, shout-outs for the day. So we got new friends from uh, Instagram and Facebook. We got Tyreek Law, Welcome to the Family, Leonard, uh, Le- uh, sorry Leonardo Rossi, Miss uh, Jamila Hines, John Wells, Matthew Verne, Tyler Beach, and Deborah Yatsko. Those are the new friends. So thanks again, guys, for being friends of the Business Bros Podcast. And we have some completion some sales some production going into the books from mr jonathan fisher the fearless agent and mr gabe mendez
2: oh yeah love that guy dude
1: you guys are tearing it up you guys i feel like i've been mentioning you guys like a couple times a month
2: so keep it up we love you guys i'm sure i'm sure hey uh actually one last thing before we kick off the show here uh if you'll notice back there behind mr joseph's head there is a pair of shoes on our shelf Weird, huh? That is the first of our goal of 365 pairs of shoes by the end of this year to give away to the homeless. Oh, yeah. So uh, this is something that I have been talking about for a little bit and unfortunately I've been very, very smart about it and I've been talking about it at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. So now I'm bringing it up at the beginning of the show to say, hey, if you want to donate some pairs of shoes, uh, definitely let me know. Uh, James at csfirst.com. I want to pick up your shoes and uh, deliver them to homeless. So I have a goal, personal goal, of 365 pairs of shoes. And I know that we can, between all of us... We'll meet or exceed that goal, no problem. Kill it. Exactly. Kill it. So, uh, yeah, there's the first pair right there. Quick shout out to uh, my father-in-law, Mr. James Zarati. He doesn't... Maybe actually no, Uh, but (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't going to wear them anyway, so they got donated. Perfect. All right, let's jump into today's program. So we got a special guest on the show,
1: and I'm not going to say names. I'm going to let him introduce himself. So uh, Mr. Surprise Guest. (laughs) I think I already said his name, actually, I think before I even started. Joseph. So uh, Joseph, tell me a little bit about who you are, where you come from, what's your business. Uh, Tell me a little bit about yourself.
3: Awesome, my name is Joseph Harms and I represent my business, Vineyard Hacienda. Um, The rest of it is a longer story, but in general, my current business model does a multitude of things and my role is to show my nine acres of paradise that I built with my mother, which is in Rancho San Diego, and share it with the world as a platform for people to do whatever they like. Because of that vision, we've done wellness retreats, which is what I'm going to be focusing on, but currently we're a boutique hotel and event venue. Uh, We want to do whatever people's vision is, though Um, At the property, a little bit of the history there Is that we've shot three movies We've welcomed guests from every single continent in the world And the most beautiful thing is when they come and share with me How relaxed they are, how much they enjoy Everything that we've worked so hard to build with our bare hands Um, So that's currently my business and what we do When it comes to hotel guests and people that come to the property for events, I've done a lot of events, mainly weddings, and that's another beautiful thing to do for others, Um, help them bring one of the most important days in their life to fruition. So that is what the hacienda is, where we're going is building it into a wellness center. Once again, giving to others the best version of myself which is my background in martial arts and nutrition and wellness dude um, there's a lot in this story a lot here. Of, stuff, oh, of stuff a lot of stuff in this story.
1: <laughs> all right so uh let's talk a little bit about uh the nine acres you got so how did this is this something that was that's been in the family for a while And what does this place look like walk me through this this uh nine acres what does it look like
3: all right, so we're once again 18 minutes east of downtown San Diego. We're literally freeway to highway, and then you're cruising down the highway and you're not even thinking that anything like this is next to you or around you. You drive down our long driveway, next thing you know, you just escape into a little bit of Shangri-La. So we're blessed that our property is the last property at the end of the long driveway that merges with a natural wildlife preserve.
1: So you got nice cascade background.
3: Yeah, 100%. And we have all kinds of natural guests like hawks, falcons, deer, squirrels, raccoons, all that. And uh, when you're driving up, you're immediately seeing the two acres of grapevines on the left. In front of you, you see an extensive lawn that has an orchard in the far back. And if you go a little bit further back on your foot, of course, or on feet, you'll walk into a Buddhist meditation garden that was my personal project. Um, then you're going to step around to the koi pond. There's another citrus orchard, almost Olympic sized pool, couple of jacuzzis, game room with professional size pool table, ping pong, air hockey, poker table, definitely enough in there to get in some trouble and have some fun. Nice. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And then, and then the nice, tranquil, peaceful area to recover the next day. That's That's it. That's it.
3: That's it. You know, some people literally want to, uh, how do they say reward themselves by having to to work it off again the next day yeah absolutely (laughs)
1: that's that's how you know you've had a hell of a night but you you got to work it off the next day that's it that's that sounds like a beautiful peaceful spot thank you and and uh so thinking of the grapevines on one side Right? You mentioned that you have. Uh, well, we talked a little bit off off camera here, but tell me why uh, why a vineyard? Why why that specific uh, idea? And what does it help you do?
3: Tying it back to your first question about the history, my family purchased it in 1994, after it had been abandoned for two years. Because it was abandoned, it was a mess. But there's always a silver lining in everything, and that's something that I wanted to get into later. The silver lining behind that is that my stepfather made me work hard (laughs) since we purchased (laughs) it in may he goes uh guess what you're doing this summer i was like i don't don't think it's gonna be disneyland is it (laughs) and he's like no you're gonna work son i'm like all right so i think that i'm the one last living individual that knows the whole foundation of the property as far as irrigation electrical etc because i helped put it in and then in the year 2000 i jumped aboard with my mom um, after everybody had moved out, and we realized the magnitude that it takes to run the place, pay the bills, and keep it alive. And uh, we started, you know, producing wine from the grapevines that we planted in 1998 with my grandfather. And then we were renting out rooms at a month-to-month lease producing wine. That was kind of our business model, right? So the grapevines... Was just thrown at me, and once again, I just had to jump in and work.
1: Figure it out and keep going.
3: But silver lining is that in 2012, after being in the real estate industry, and then that crashed, I got a job as general manager at a winery because of my business background and because of the wine making process going on at my estate that I had been working on since the year 2000. So I became GM of a winery. I'm not going to say which one in case they can yeah, yeah, yeah. No tell problem. me what. Yeah. <laughs> But I learned about their permitting process after increasing their business model significantly and realized my property now qualifies back home after everything that I learned. And what it qualifies for with the small winery permit that we have is to throw events and be able to charge for them, which is why we can now be an actual legitimized venue for weddings, private parties, corporate events, holistic events, whatever people wanna do. I with my mindset, would like to do something such as the event coming up this Saturday. I'll be event uh, attending called Wanderlust, which is exercise, yoga, meditation, and of course DJs and fun times. Yeah, of course, you got it. <laughs> can't be all so, relaxation. You got to <laughs> yeah. have some fun in there. That's it. So, the, to answer your question directly, the grapevines allow me to produce wine, which we do sell to our overnight accommodation guests and some events but then that same permit allows me to throw events so that's its dual use that i have found from it
1: and you're you're we already live in paradise for example True that and you get a nicer you, know, you don't have to go out all the way to temecula or out in these places to have beautiful that whole vineyard feel that beautiful landscape feeling to throw a wedding event Rancho's not that far it's Rancho's close, really close by. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. And so, you know, what what type of, of events are you focusing your attention on, like, specifically now? I mean, I know you want to get into the, into the um, you know, the wellness stuff, but what kind of stuff do you have currently? What kind of, what kind of, uh, um, how are you getting, uh, how, what kind of response are you getting so far?
3: For, well, once again, my philosophy is just to humble myself show the property, and be at the service of everybody to fulfill their vision from their experience and their goals on my property. So my response has been very vast, which is why I've shot movies there, and I've done all types of retreats, weddings, private parties, quinceañeras, etc. However, in 2016, at the beginning, I decided to directly target weddings because I found that the vendors that I have partnerships with are the best of the best. And I found that my security team, myself, my housekeepers, we know how to throw a really fantastic wedding experience for the couple and their guests. As you mentioned, Rancho San Diego is very close. And the funny thing is that what I do a lot of promotions at stuff like the uh, Bridal Bazaar, Wedding Expo, et cetera, and everyone, when they see my name, Vineyard Hacienda, go, oh, are you in Temecula? No, we're very close. So when I do the convention center, uh, Bridal Bazaar, I tell them, just jump in your car, listen to four or five of your favorite tracks, and you're at my place. You don't have to go an hour to Temecula. They love that. My response has really been great from that, and that has been my most successful marketing uh, tactic. Social media has been hit or miss.
1: All right. So weddings. Everybody loves a good wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves a good wedding where they don't have to travel super far.
3: <laughs> you're there to have a good time. You're there to
1: have a good time. You can literally fly into our international airport and you're going to be at your hacienda in a few minutes. That's it. Right? So um, so, what kind of movies, aside from weddings, what kind of movies that have you filmed there? I mean, what kind of stuff have you done?
3: A lot of short films. Okay. And more of the, um, what are they called, like indie films and things like that. One was by my friend Jace Van Diddy called "The Hat," the other one I forget what that was called, and then a couple of just short films. All right, you so kind of mentioned nothing big, but the one that sticks out of my mind is "The Hat" by Jace.
1: All right, all right, cool. A nice little indie stuff, and uh, you kind of mentioned Diddy, and that kind of brought back
3: your uh, yeah. your <laughs> banner
1: here. Your banner here has uh, quite the Instagram name, and you said you sure. had a good story for that. Let me hear that Instagram name.
3: Yeah, so so this was. I'm 38 now, just to blow that out there. And when I was 20, I was in Europe, and I went for a little backpacking trip. And of course, I'm like, "Yo, where the club at? Where the club at?" <laughs> they were like, "Club." I'm like, "You know, club." Like, "Well, I'm here to get down. I'm here to have like, where can I meet some ladies? Have some drinks, listen some good music. Come on now, where's yeah. the club?" And they're like, "Oh, you mean the disco?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Take me to the disco, whatever." And so I never heard that term. So then I came back, and then that's when Puff Daddy became P. Diddy. So I'm like, wait, P. Diddy? All right, cool. Then I'll be J. Diddy. And then J. Diddy, I was like, wait, up! I can get better than that, I can get fresher than that, I'll be Disco Diddy. And then I became Disco Diddy.
1: That's how you got the Instagram so name? So
3: that's, that's my Instagram name, yeah. <laughs> Disco Diddy. All
2: right, dude. Um, <laughs> Disco Diddy. It's yeah, just man. because the Brits don't say club. Right. No. What, what, is, what is up with the Brits not saying club? What not even the
3: just, Italians. I mean,
2: Oh, you were in Italy?
3: I was all over. I was backpacking.
2: And there was, and they use the same term everywhere?
3: Pretty much, yeah.
2: Gosh. Yeah. What was your favorite part of that trip?
3: Well, I don't know how much time I got, but the last night that I was there. After backpacking and extending my trip here and there, I was promoting for a club in Florence. Believe it or not, out of nowhere, just because I saw an opportunity extended my trip a little more and then finally I'm like "All right, I'm running low on cash I gotta get back to the states so I'm in uh, Rome go to the train station and I'm like I need to take it back to Paris because that's where I catch the channel get back to London that's where my, my open ticket gets me home and they're like yeah well no Paris is going on strike you're not able to get on a train I'm like oh okay cool so I jumped on the train and then I saw a first class cabin put myself in there and then a knock, Monsieur, the ticket, le billet s'il vous plaît. And I'm like, I'm sleeping, please, just come back. Maybe 30 minutes later whatever, they come back, Monsieur, I'm like, just give me 20 minutes, please, I'm sleeping. And then I just grabbed my stuff and went to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really checked my ticket. So then I go and I land in Paris or I pull into Paris on the train. I run up, I'm like, yo, I need to get the channel to London. I need to get home. They're like, yeah, that leaves tomorrow. I'm like, dang it. At 8 in the morning. I'm like, whatever. Give me that. Go across the street. Get a little hotel. A crummy spot. I'm like, all right, you've gone out quite a bit. Go home. Or I can go out one more time. So I go out one more time, right? One of those, like, left. Do I go to the door on the left or the door on the right? I went to the door on whatever. <laughs> on the door to a new adventure. Went out cruising down the street. And I look into a bar. I see two good-looking girls. So I look and I go, all right. So I go in and they're speaking English. So I know how to get their attention. I go, excuse me, sir. Can I please have a shot of tequila and a Corona? And oh my God, are you American? American. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I go over there. Ended up, um, let's say, hanging out with these chicks, going home that night with them and waking up, missing my, my channel. And then we went out again (laughs) that night together. I ended up falling in love with this chick and her falling in love with me. And uh, then because of that, I lived there for two years with her. Whoa. Whoa. So my favorite part of my trip was definitely the fact that it turned into a couple years in Paris. Wow. That's (laughs) epic right there. Nice, right? Yeah. (laughs)
2: What did you do for two years while you were there?
3: Not much. Um, She was working. She was actually a runway model there. And so she would travel, do her shows, and then hang out. And meanwhile, I would hang out until we moved on top of a restaurant and then I'd hang out with the chef and the chef's like, you need to do something. I'm like, I'm aware of that. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, why don't you just pour some wine or something? I'm like, all right, I can do that. So I poured wine, made a little bit of money, but it was just something to do. Before I left there, I did teach martial arts here in San Diego, some Muay Thai under the Mopolis system. And uh, so I taught a little bit there to some people that I knew, but it wasn't really for money. It was for fun. And, uh, so that was it, man.
1: This was before the whole Hacienda thing or this is, yeah,
3: this was like, gosh, um, 13 years before. Jeez. So, so
1: all this stuff that, that you're doing abroad, I mean, all the experiences you're having, all the little side work, even that you're doing, it's all kind of feeding into what's going to happen.
3: Yeah. I think one of the things I really wanted to share when I knew that this was speaking about stories What I would really like to share with anybody that's listening right now is no matter where you're at, for the love of God, soak it in. Because that is where you're at right now. You'll never be there again. I promise you one day you'll miss it. You have no idea how much I miss being a bartender. Or when I was 21, 22, 23, I was the owner of a swimming pool business. I was the pool guy. Miss that sometimes. You know, um, everything that you're doing right now could definitely come into use in the future when the real estate market crashed. I was working at a, as a bartender at catering gigs. Now that I'm the venue owner, I work with caterers. I work with bartenders, and I've been in them shoes. So I know exactly what's going on behind the scenes because at one point in my life, I was an employee of a catering company, and that is now a tool in my arsenal.
1: It's it's one of those things of wisdom, right? I mean, the experiences that one has in life, yeah. You never know what they're gonna channel into. You never know, you know. Life's like a you know, wind. You don't know where it's gonna take you. You don't know where it's gonna go. I love that that you know you're you're in the moment when you're in the moment. Gotta Cause, be brother, because. Uh, funny little funny thing for me. After fifteen years, the wife says we're supposed to get tattoos, and I don't know what I'm gonna get, <laughs> right? But one of the things I liked was in the movie Where the Millers, the the little ghetto kid. I don't know if you've seen that movie, mm-hmm. and he has the no <laughs> regrets. I've always, you know, I I always say this, and I think it's funny, but I think that's probably the only thing I could think of that I would get and misspelled, just so you know exactly <laughs> that that's how I should be living life, right? With yeah. no regrets, you should be in that moment and soaking in that moment because. You don't want to regret it later on that I shoulda, woulda, coulda anything. Yeah. So, all right. Let's let's move this back towards the hacienda. So that was before. Definitely. Whatever how did how did you guys how did your family decide to buy this thing? Was it just like a flute thing? Was it like did it come from, you know, friends and family? Well, how do you decide to buy nine acres in Rancho San Diego? Where does that come up?
3: Well, we knew because of my mother's side of her family um, God bless her soul may she rest in peace that my had family coming from Peru that was immigrating into San Diego and of course now they live here they're doing their thing you know so my other is living in Spain doing their thing now but before they started here so we knew that we had to have a space to host my family that was immigrating here and we were looking at anything that was feasible to do that The hacienda, as I mentioned, was run down, vacant for two years. It was such a fixer-upper, bro. Speaking of silver linings, is that that fixer-upper had huge potential for the rest of my life. So that's why we found it, is because it had the square footage, 13,000 plus square feet, nine-bedroom, 15-bathroom, you know, estate. And before this, I was living in Hamula Highlands where my grandfather and I shared the same room sleeping in bunk beds (laughs) you know what i mean so i was not taking any chicks back there no (laughs)
1: i mean well how how does a family do that though how do you guys turn around and buy this type of property like it doesn't just money doesn't just fall out of anywhere like how does this happen
3: well uh my stepfather at the time was doing well in his industry and then uh refinance and refinance and you know we all know how that goes when we're in the real estate game, right? right. So uh, we bought it at the time the market was down, got a really good price, and um, you know getting loans was easy. And then once we fixed it up, the market kept going up. We refinanced, kept building it, refinanced, kept building it. I'm definitely not suggesting that anybody accumulates debt that way, but that's the answer to your question.
1: So using the market and the, the way the market was going, because you're right, 94, yeah. you said you bought it in 94, right? Yep. Market wasn't too hot in 94. Um, started doing a lot better in, yep. in about 2003, 2000, yeah. you know, that's where we had some huge appreciation. Yep. Um, so that allowed some stability. I mean- it, it, when you're looking at these projects that you're going to build and, on your place right does that inspiration come from hey i just want to build this one thing or you're thinking were you thinking already long term like this is the plan that i foresee this property having so this is the grand inspiration how did, how did each you talked about a couple different spots in your outsho sure. how do you come up with the concept of this is what i want to build here
3: the most honest. Simple answer is necessity Leverage your biggest asset number one the property right? number two What is the best way to leverage this asset before? Attaining our permits it was renting out the rooms on a month-to-month basis Uh, That's how I met my friend Jeff Paul a multitude of friends that I was renting out the rooms to and at the same time collecting rent Right, so that was one way the other way was events. Everybody wanted to get married at our place or do a party including myself. I had quite a few parties right? (laughs) It just kind of screams party. I mean the wine cellar is world-renowned waters, you know coming down the pillars. It's magical and uh, the pool house, it's kind of like a grotto kind of place and So we always wanted to do events and of course charge for them um, out of necessity, but it wasn't until we secured our small winery permit that that became a reality And at first, I wanted to do any event. But once again, once I figured out that we can do weddings very well and that I already had the vendor partnerships established with people I trust and love, and I can literally do it in my sleep, that became our specialty.
1: All right, let's have some fun with this. Yeah. When did you start throwing your parties?
3: Oh, man, I got kicked out when I was 17. I'll put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
1: tell me a little bit about that. I want to know how you got uh, to, let's see.
3: Yeah, that's tripping a little bit. You just got to go to Connect. Yep.
2: It hasn't had any issue on this side.
3: Yeah, no. So essentially, um, the way that that happened is I skipped first grade. So I graduated high school uh, a year early, right? When I was 17, my parents went to Europe. I had one heck of a party. And uh, somebody told on me, I think it was the person that was working for us at the time as housekeeper. I think she stumbled into what was happening and I had one heck of a party once again. I won't go into too many details, but uh, it was enough that when my stepdad came home, he said, get out. (laughs) So that was those parties. Uh, Later on, just had some parties because I was able to and trying to get into uh, after parties from nightclubs and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and see if I can do anything. But that didn't turn out well because... We weren't permitted and we're located. We have two residential neighbors that are now, of course, very okay with me having my events because I I uh, I know my permit in and out and I live by it. You know, I don't break any rules in my permit. So my neighbors are happy with the way that I do business.
1: That's funny. I I relate that to like uh, you remind me of Monopoly, for example, that we have the board game in the back. But I tell people (laughs) always the same thing. The first time you play Monopoly, you probably sucked at it. Right. But once you know the rules to the game, now you have an opportunity to win because you can play by the rules and you maximize everything that you're doing. That's it. So, all right, tell me tell me <laughs> once you once you had the the permit set in place, once you started doing, you started throwing some epic parties. I'm sure.
3: Yeah, they've been fantastic.
1: So, okay, so some of them have been weddings, some of them have been events. What about your type of party?
3: I'll share with you one that we had Labor Day last year, right? And then even a couple right before that. (laughs) Um, But last year, I did a party for a gym called Pro TF. And it was their summer bash for their members. So uh, it's funny because my bartender is an African-American good friend of mine. And he goes, yo, man, I didn't know it was going to be a bunch of swell-ass white boys coming through. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, hey, man, it's a good time. And at the end of the day, it was uh, a type of health-minded pool party with definitely some alcohol there but it was a fun party people were there to dance to enjoy themselves to do watermelon eating contests and at the same time um, they had some they incorporated some of their gym stuff into there so that was fun because it was a pool party i'm a summer guy one of my other favorite parties there was uh, my fraternity from san diego state a.k. psi co-ed business fraternity the oldest in the nation We had some great retreats there for the last few years. Um, And then we had a sorority retreat party where I was security with my other security guys. And uh, you know, they had a very private event. We respected the heck out of them and what their purpose was. And they had a great time. So I like the, the type of events where there is a either spiritual or health goal and also a fun, responsible party vibe.
1: Because you want everybody to be every place, of course. No
3: sir, All no right? sir. Yeah, you can that do that somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> Not it's called an hour away. At yeah, Temecula. <laughs> yeah. <Later. laughs>
1: you don't want to. You don't want to mess into your mess up your own backyard, ladies and gentlemen. Or how does how, how does uh how does someone get a hold of you if they want to book an appointment or if they want yeah. a, an appointment you don't have appointments if they want to book a retreat or they want a corporate gig we got brokers and stuff that listen to the show that want to do something for their particular yeah. brokerage or you know yeah. insurance agencies that want to put together events or you do happy hours that sort of stuff
2: and they don't have to go all the way up to Temecula for
1: absolutely it. you don't have to you can uber it there
3: that's it that's it so, speaking of real estate, we've had a couple of real estate mixers at my place. Those are fantastic. We've had networking events at my place. Those are fantastic. Um, to get a hold of me, I mean, I always say currently I don't have any children. I'm not married, but I do have two stepchildren, which are my business and my dog. Right, <laughs> well, we can relate to the dog one, <laughs> and the business. Those two, oh, yeah, for sure. The business. <laughs> those two are what I dedicate all my time to. So the best way to book an event is just by calling me direct at my cell, which I believe is is going to be in it's this, on your
2: banner. Right? It's not actually. Oh, it's not no, 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 no. It's just the uh, name, uh, Instagram, and the website. All right.
1: So, yeah. so go Shout ahead, it out there.
3: Hit us, hit us with that number. Are you ready? Six one nine eight two nine two 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 two. Ooh, I did nice. not stutter. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> Not That's easy to remember.
1: Six one nine eight two nine
3: quadruple two. Two 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 two. Yeah.
1: Boom. See I even have it memorized and only yeah. I took one spot.
3: And I always tell people, you know, if I don't have an appointment booked when you'd like to come have a tour, then you are in my calendar. And once you're in my calendar, it's on for real. I nice. live by I live by that thing. So
1: is it is it uh pretty easy to book like during the week events? I'm sure, sure weekends pretty get get Pretty booked up in advance, but during the week.
3: Mm -hmm. I always advise people book as soon as possible because currently we do uh, operate under the, we'll call it the Airbnb business model Mm -hmm. of overnight accommodations. And so we do get frequently booked for nightly stays. With larger events, I book the entire estate out for those events. For example, weddings. Our tagline is no strangers in sight. And I have very high profile security to assure that, right? So I always advise that people book early in advance so that they also included in their event are all of our hotel rooms and the entire estate as well as security to protect that it's a private party.
1: Are you like a one-stop shop when it comes to the event? So, like, let's say I wanted to book a wedding or let's say I wanted to book a quinceanera. Do I just come to you and that's where we could talk about food, we could talk about drinks, we could talk about stay, we could talk about all that in one spot, or do I still have to shop around for all the different pieces?
3: That is ultimately up to my client, right? I have preferred vendors, but not exclusive, because at the end of the day, it's not my event, it's their event. So, if they have a caterer that they love, they have a a barbecue place that they love, and they want to use just that. I know that as a client, I wouldn't like it if I went somewhere and they told me you can't work with them if that's my preferred person. So that my clients can work with anybody. But if they want me to take care of everything, yes, I can be one heck of a one-stop shop, provide the DJ, the equipment, the dance floor, the, the bar, the catering, the photographer, the videographer, the florist, the drone guy. Everything that my client wants. In fact, we're doing one wedding coming up where they actually found an organization that lets you rent out puppies. I swear what? on my life. yeah, Rent out puppies. They let you rent out puppies to have at your event for your guests to hang out with, with the opportunity to adopt any puppies. But at the end of the day, it's something for your party guests, wedding guests, whatever. To enjoy themselves you know like oh okay uh let's go hang out with some puppies you know you pet them you watch them be silly and all that
1: yeah, and then you give them back
3: sure it's like kids yeah that you can
1: borrow <laughs> you know what that's actually pretty genius <laughs> to, to do that i saw yeah. i was watching uh i teach high school and and uh i do shark tank fridays every once in a while nice and so we were watching shark tank and one of the things was uh goat yoga yeah, have you heard of that like, I have. they bring baby goats <laughs> right to the yoga and you're like you're doing your pose Whether you're standing up, you're holding this baby goat or you're like downward dog and the goat's on your back. Like like goat yoga. And apparently it's a thing. It's real. It's it's like not just this one place. Like it's across the country people do this.
3: Yeah. Real stuff.
1: I'd imagine goat yoga is probably a good thing at your place.
3: I have not had that yet. We've had puppies, but (laughs) now I'm throwing
1: it out there. You're going to be like, guess what? You put it on your show and somebody wants to do goat yoga. (laughs) Well, you know, we've
3: had people that want to bring llamas. I have a wedding coming up this year and the wedding couple is a Peruvian lady and she wants to bring a llama for her cocktail hour to kind of be part of the the cocktail hour to pet, to just hang out with. So my motto is as long as I'm not liable for that uh, vendor, Mm -hmm. whether it's an animal or service. As long as I'm not liable and there's a supervisor to, to take care of it and maintain it and clean up after it and they're permitted, let's do it.
1: All right, well, I'm assuming you need permitting and insurance, right? For myself? For the the people who are coming on your property
3: all day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to work with your brother's catering, but your brother's not licensed and insured and, you know, yeah, I can't work with them. You know, any catering company that doesn't have a catering permit, I'm sorry, I'm not going to work with them. I am in business with the mindset of being business for a very long time love what I do and you know it's like my beautiful mother and I would always say our goal is to share our slice of paradise with the world and that's where I get my true pleasure
1: so how did you decide to go back in business with your mom did she like need the help did she like you know say hey son I would like to pass this to you at some point
3: you need to take over how does that work Once again, my friend necessity, I came back from Europe, she got a divorce and uh, I saw what she was going through and said, Hey, I'll do whatever it takes. I'm your son. And my sisters were, you know, happily married doing their thing, but I wasn't. And so being a good son, I stood by my mother's side. When I was in real estate, I invested everything I had into the property, which at the end of the day was also another blessing because if I would have invested at the wrong time, I would have lost anything that I invested in, as many people did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just a good son. And before she passed, years before she passed, she said, because you've always been the only one that's really helped me to keep you know, th- our grandfather's legacy alive and now what's my mother's legacy and will one day be my legacy alive, we, we completed all the paperwork to make sure that if anything ever happened to me, all my interest goes to her. And if anything ever happened to her, all her interest goes to me. And there's no inheritance. And unfortunately, um, you know, when we created that paperwork, I said, I don't see the need for this, Mom. Because, you know, I used to make my mom juice. Mm -hmm. And she was already very healthy and had a good diet. She was into exercise. So I'd be like, Mom, something's probably going to happen to me before you because I take more risks. (laughs) And I said, but whatever you want to do, Mom. And uh, the day that my mother passed, you know, she we were at the farmer's market in Hawaii and I remember her eating a fresh coconut the same way that she would eat fresh fruit from the property. And I, I remember looking at her saying, that's right. My beautiful mama is going to live to be over a hundred years old. She's gonna be a centennial, you know? So, um, yeah, it was a necessity that led me to be at my mother's side and invest everything that I had into the property with my only goal being to just Take financial stress off the person I love the most in this mm-hmm. world, right? And so that was the the main goal and objective was just to relieve her stress and to keep the property where my grandfather passed away and where he put his blood, sweat, and tears and myself and my beautiful mother. You know, that was always our goal. My, my first dog's buried there. My parrot is buried there, you know? <laughs> Property's got a lot of history, man.
1: As long as the puppies don't do that, we're we're good to go. Eventually, at some point, <laughs> All right? No, I mean that's that's intense to be honest. Like that's yeah. that's one of those things where you know, I mean, it's it's the cycle of life. It's yeah. it's perpetual, but I mean, yeah, you you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into that thing. It's roots. It's roots. Yeah. It's it's what it's what and to, to me it's what's going to make the difference between just that spot and some other you know place where you have a party some other hall or something yeah right? this is where this is your passion your love your there's more to it your everything you do on that property is to honor somebody else before
3: it that's it
1: you know what i mean and it, it just takes it to a whole new whole new level
3: that's it my level of passion my level of you know dedication to this property is beyond anything else that I'll ever want or will do in my life.
1: So lastly, what's what's life look like for you now? Like where, where are you at today compared to, I mean, we talked about, you know, the struggle on the way up. What's it like for you now?
3: Loving what I do, man. Um, the property, Vineyard Hacienda, has given me two very valuable things as a reward. One is the opportunity to bring happiness to the lives of others. Right as my mother said, share our piece of paradise with the world people come from all over the world for overnight accommodations, you can find us at any hotel site, whatever and they get away, people that live in San Diego come to us consistently for staycations, people get married there, people have quinceaneras there, people live memorable experiences on my property transforming it into a wellness center, people are going to transform their lives on my property so it gives me the ability to be my best self because I have to take care of myself. I get to practice my nutrition discipline with others. I get to share my martial arts background with others as I'll be one of the Muay Thai trainers on the property. I get to work with people that I love. And as long as myself and my vendors are our best selves, we can help others become their best self. So that's awesome. So my life currently on the property is that, being my best self, to give to others my best selves for what they want. The other beautiful thing that this property has given me, and most importantly, is a reason to share almost every day with my mother. Nothing is a better reward than that. And that's the most beautiful thing it will ever give me. And I'm very blessed and very grateful for that.
1: Dude. I think I'm going to have to schedule a stay with my wife (laughs) out there, relax. Do it, comp. Yeah, definitely, definitely going to do that because I need to have some more date nights in our life. (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs) So we're definitely going to go check this place out. Yeah. And uh, we do have some happy hours that we need to plan here kind of We do, we do. So uh, we'll definitely be reaching out to you here.
2: I
3: love it.
1: So ladies and gentlemen, 619-829-2222.
2: And it is on the banner now.
1: And it is on the banner now. So perfect. All right, brother. Well, thank you very much for being part of the program. Um, Is there anything you want to throw out at the camera last minute before we uh, end this hurrah?
3: These guys, these bros, great people, and the view spectacular. And just like (laughs) my mom would always say, be good to yourself.
1: Love that. Love that. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys hit them up. At least go check it out. Make it an option before you set up your event, and you know, an hour away in Temecula or in any other venue. Let's check out a piece of San Diego here that you probably didn't even know existed. Very true. Give it a shot. Put it in your options list, and then let the place let the place decide for itself. Right. That's it. Make sure that it feels right. So if you guys have uh, any questions, Hernan at csfirst.com or if, uh, for all your insurance needs, james at csfirst.com. 6-1. Or to
2: donate some shoes.
1: Or to donate some shoes, right? 619-884-0045 is James' number, james at csfirst.com if you want him to pick up some shoes. And then uh, follow us on our social media at businessbrospod. I didn't ask you one question, by the way. Hey Who do you think would be great to have on the show? person or a business?
3: My friend who I'm building the wellness center with.
1: All right. All right.
3: Um, and actually, let's go first to my brother, DJ Noel. Um, he's not my blood brother but we're both entrepreneurs. He's a world-renowned DJ and he knows what it's like to go through the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and the ups and downs of life and still wake up and fight every day like I do. So, DJ Noel, I'll get you guys in touch.
1: Perfect. So, DJ Noel.
3: Check him out, by the hell. way. DJNoel2033.com.
1: DJNoel2033.com. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoyed the show. That's all we got for you guys today. Thanks again for coming on the show.
3: My pleasure, brother. Thank Appreciate you guys. it.
1: Have a good one. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out.
0: Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.